0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the first cut podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. And this is your round two recap for this week's tour championship. And joining me to break it all down. It's him. It's the coach. Welcome coach.
1: Let's do this round two. And you know the beautiful thing about this, Rick G, is that we talked about it on one of the shows earlier this week, that this is why the PGA Tour has got it right. Not once today did I see on the telecast two different scores. This is where they started. We just now have a golf tournament. That's it. There's no more two two things. Just one, and I love it. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, this is this is really turning into, and we heard guys say this uh, after their round on Thursday, basically like, okay, this feels normal again. I'm two, I'm three, I'm four back with three rounds to go. Now they're probably going to say the same thing uh, with two rounds to go. Th- this really does feel like we've just opened up a Friday afternoon leaderboard. We're on here talking and there was no starting strokes.
1: <laughs> well, and, and that's the beauty of why the regular season meant so much It's why the playoffs mean so much because you want the best players at the top of the leaderboard playing for the $15 million come Sunday. So what do we have? We have the best two players at the top of the leaderboard now making separation, which is exactly what the playoffs were designed for. Best players reward great play.
0: Yeah, and with back-to-back 65s, John Rahm is asserting himself on the top of this leaderboard. He's made basically the biggest move. Coach, that's 10 under par for the first two rounds. Add it to the 6 under par that he started at. He sits at 16 under. Before we get into where he falls onto that leaderboard, it is clear why he has had the summer that he has had, and it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime
1: soon. Well, we marvel at the fact that he was plus 450 to start the week, and he started, count them, four shots back. If you told me, if you told me at any golf tournament, anytime that somebody was four shots back, at any moment, at any moment, and he was plus 450 to win the golf tournament, I told you you were crazy. But that's how much better, head and shoulders better he is than everybody else right now. He's 10 under par. It's not close. And I think... He's going to pass Kent Lave tomorrow significantly, and it's going to be a coronation come Sunday.
0: Yeah, because he is going to start the weekend one shot back of Patrick Cantlay who fired a 66 on Friday, made birdies on both 17 and 18 coming in, it was a bogey-free round. And this is kind of really it's a weird spot for a guy to start at 10 under par. We've seen we saw Justin Thomas 2 years ago immediately cough up the lead. I think it's I think it's very important for the guy at the top in this case Cantlay to get off to a solid start, to turn this into a regular event again. Again, because coach, if you start at 10 under and you have a rough round one, maybe a rough round two, it, it's, it feels like you should be in the mix at all times and can't lay so far so good.
1: Well, look at the opposite of that. Look where Tony Fina, who started second, currently is. He's not Here in second. He's not in third. He's not in fourth. It's exactly the point that you're making. I'll give Can- Patrick Cantley all the credit in the world. And you know, and everybody that works at first cut or Sportsline sports knows I am not a Patrick Cantley fan. As far as being great for the tour, I don't know him at all. I just know that he has no pulse. I just know that when he makes a big time birdie putt, we saw one fist pump last week. Take that away. It doesn't matter what the coach thinks. I know what I'm watching. And this dude is solid. He's standing on the tee going toe for toe last week with Bryson, this week with John Rahm. And I tell you what, even if he doesn't win the FedEx Cup, he is my newfound respect because this dude is a beast.
0: Patrick Cantlay and John Rahm have opened themselves up a, a little bit of a cushion on the rest of the field. Cantlay at 17 under par, John Rahm at 16 under par. Bryson DeChambeau sitting in solo third, 11 under coach. That is six uh-huh. shots off the lead. Bryson had himself... An eventful day. The driver wasn't always cooperating at times. He did salvage the round with birdies on 17 and 18, but six shots back with two to go too far back. Is this a two horse race?
1: Yeah, I think it really is. Now this may be the greatest 67 I've ever had the the pleasure of watching in my life. He was everywhere. I, I can't even remember the last hole that I watched where he hit it from the middle of the fairway. It was behind a tree. He's hitting it low. He's chipping in on 17 for birdie. He was all over the place. But that's why Bryson DeChambeau has become one of the uh, greatest players on tour, but one of the greatest attractions on tour because you never know what you're going to get. But I guarantee you, at the end of almost every single round, he figures out a way to score. He figures out a way because he's such a great putter. And his up and down on 18, I don't know how you thought, uh, Rick, that was an incredible because he had to go over a bunker. It wasn't the bunker right next to the green. So I'm really, really impressed with Bryson. And it really shows to me the way he's reacting to the fans that he's been humbled just a little bit. I think he—he he's at least his body language tells me I'm sick of this crap. I just want to get along with everybody. I just want to show them how great I am. And I just want to play great golf.
0: Yeah. 67 on Friday. Uh, Certainly a great round (laughs) considering everything that he went through. Uh, It could have gotten away in a hurry, but the only other golfer, the only other golfer, double digits under par is Justin Thomas. He's at 10 under he is seven back and coach when he was through about 12, maybe 13, 14 holes. It was looking like he was going to throw his name into the ring for one of these guys to fly up and try to steal this golf tournament away. Now, he 16, he bogeys 17, he sprays one way right off the tee on 18, has to play it back in, does not take advantage of that par five. He makes a par there, and now he's seven shots back. We saw the flash from Justin Thomas, but uh, it is it is likely to be too much with two rounds to go.
1: Yeah, he's going to be kicking himself. The last 45 minutes is really going to be what I believe will ultimately cost him the FedEx Cup. Because it's a lot different starting at 13 under par tomorrow, as opposed to starting at 10 under. And yes, he missed the opportunity on 18, but he was able to recover, and he missed like a five footer. So that felt like a bogey because 18, when you get it up that close, you and with his third shot, which was tremendous, he should have paid that off. But that just shows, doesn't it, Rick? The, the the last five months that Justin Thomas has had that he plays really good at times that he gives some back and it's just more magnified in this tournament because there's only 30 guys. He is at the top of the leaderboard and they are playing for so much money. So every shot you agonize for these guys because you know that that one shot could literally cost them millions of dollars.
0: Yeah, they're lining up behind uh, the top four. There are one, two, three, four, five golfers in a tie for fifth at nine under par. We can talk about maybe some of those guys to make a move. We're going to look at the odds board. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.
1: Bang. Time to put on your big, band, big boy pants, Coach. Yes, it is. It's that time. Let's go. I'm ready to put on my big boy pants. But are the guys at the- nine under ready to put on their big boy pants? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's start at the guys at the top. Uh, we mentioned it. Cantlay's going to enter the weekend's one clear. One shot lead. John Rom's in second. However, that has not stopped our friends over at Caesars from making John Rom the favorite. He is even money, coach. It, it, it is uh, probably not many shots into Saturday, as long as things go according to plan. Uh, this will likely be your last chance to get John Rom at even money or anything close to it with the trajectory that he is on.
1: I'll be honest with you. I'm a little shocked because we talked about it a few minutes ago that he started the the week at plus 450 which was dead even with with what Patrick Kentley's uh, odds were. So try to explain it to me uh Rick that now with 2 days to go and he's cut 75% of that lead out that now he's even money which is exactly where he was before Thursday. So what I mean by that is there is incredible value on John Rom because he's 10 under. Cantley is only 7 under for the 2 days. So if you look at the scores To me, and and you know, we talk about this every time we do the show together, that we don't like odds that are less than 1,000. We hate it. But in this instance, with five shots to the next guy, I think there's a lot of value in John Rahm. What about you?
0: I tend to agree with you. You know, there was a time, there were a couple of shots on Friday that, you know, Cantlay stuffs one close and John Rom responds. He hits a, Rom hits a bad approach shot, leaves it short, uh, you know, in the, in the fairway, whips out the putter, knocks it in for birdie. He is just, he's unrelenting coach. He is unrelenting. He is just always within arm's reach. He's closing the gap it just feels like the ebbs and flows of this tournament are going to end with him hoisting the FedEx Cup. That's just the way it feels right now. And at even money, I yeah, I think you got like two more holes. Because if he comes out and Bernie's his first hole on Saturday morning, uh, you're not going to get even money anymore. No, you're
1: not. No, you're not. And, and I think when, when you look at great teams, great players, that this is how it's supposed to be. Isn't it, Rick, that – the best players are supposed to separate themselves and show the world when the lights are the brightest that, yes, I am the greatest, not just today, but for the last 12 months when it comes to the PGA Tour. We see it all the time in football that it may not be the overall best team, but usually it's the best team and the best team is also playing hot at playoff time. We saw last year with Tampa, they have the best quarterback. What do they do? Well, now John Rom has clearly separated himself. And I think we're about to see a really dominant run at number one for John Rom because whatever he's done since his baby was born, he has been, I love your word, unrelenting and clearly, clearly the class of the field.
0: The rest of the odds board, I mean, Patrick Cantley is here. He's plus one fifty. And then there is a huge gap. Bryson DeChambeau is 14 to one. Justin Thomas is 20 to one. Victor Hovland and Rory McElroy are 40 to one, coach. So the the way that Caesars is shaping this up is Rom's your favorite. Cantley's the only guy that can catch him. And good luck to everybody else in the field. Do you agree with that sentiment?
1: Uh I do, but I also know this that if I was to pick two guys just out of a half, if you said, hey, coach, you got to give me two dudes that can go low at this golf course, if they're hitting it great, those two names would be Bryson DeChambeau and Justin Thomas. And Justin showed that today until the seven, 16th hole. So to me, at plus 2,000, are you kidding me? I'm going to definitely sprinkle a little bit on JT because if he goes out and shoots a 64, let's say, and Cantley and Rom get caught up in doing this with each other, then he could put himself in position. And with that plus 2000 number, that's great value. That would be the guy that I would put the money on.
0: Four golfers, double digits under par or better. It's Cantley, it's Rom, it's D. Shambo, it's Justin Thomas, the rest lining up behind. We will see how it all shakes out. And we'll be back after round three and round four to break it all down. But for now, Let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there. It's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at The Coach Rules. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.